This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you are based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Anthony Reich, Boker Tov, Shavuot Tov. How are you? Boker Tov, Shavuot Tov. A lot to talk about, of course, um, now that we are into the month of Elul. Um, our Sephardi uh, cousins and friends and brothers are um, already into the flow of the slichot that they do for a whole month before Rosh Hashanah, the prayers of forgiveness that take place in the early hours of the morning or the late hours of the late at night, depending on where you are. And um, it was amazing to see on Saturday evening the Kotel absolutely packed, absolutely packed with people and one service being run at the Kotel. Usually, for those people who've had the opportunity to visit the Western Wall, it's quite a vast area. People get together in little groups, run a little local service. You might have dozens of services running in different areas of the Kotel Plaza. But on Saturday night, one service for everybody, everybody joining in together. Um, if you can get a chance to um, have a look at some of the video clips that came out, I think there is some stuff on TikTok for those people who have access to TikTok. There were some videos that I saw um, from Saturday evening at the Kotel. Quite amazing to see that there is some unity somewhere mm. amongst all of the splits that are happening within our society. When you see that, you really get some hope that you know somehow um, unity can be found um, in spite of everything that's happening. Another piece of good news um, relates to Israeli windsurfers because um, two Israeli windsurfers managed to win medals in the recent world championships that were held at the, in The Hague in the Netherlands. Shachar Tibi took gold medal in the IQ foil category. It's the first world title that Israel has won um, in the women's windsurfing since 10 years ago, since 2013, when Lee Korsitz, um also took home gold medal. A gold medal, and uh, Kati uh, Spichakov won silver in the same category. So some really, really good news. Amazing. And then just another um, little piece of information. Palestinian school children turned back to school yesterday for their new at academic year. And it was interesting to see that militants from Islamic Jihad were out with their masks and their balaclavas and their weapons over their shoulders, handing out packages to the school children as they made their way off to school for the first day of the academic year. Make of that whatever that you wish. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I don't know. Uh, but, but maybe good. Somewhat, uh, or move in the right direction. Oh, it depends on the package, I suppose. Anyway, but uh, yeah, amazing. At least a focus on education. A Jewish father and a son were murdered in cold blood in the Arab town of Huwara over the weekend. What happened, and what, go, what goes on at Huwara? 
So there is a lot to talk about, about what went down um, in Huara um, over the weekend. Um, first of all, let's start with um, the tragedy. Shai Silas Negreka, who was 60 years old, and his son Aviad Nir um, were in Huara. Varying reports suggest that they were there to have their car washed. Some suggest that they were there to have their car repaired. They came from Ashdod. It's not as if though they were from the local mm. area at all. They came from Ashdod. Um, and they were just um, doing what you would normally do on the weekend to, to take care of errands when apparently they were overheard speaking Hebrew to each other. And a person um, who was um, around and heard them speaking Hebrew drew a weapon and killed both mm. of them in cold mm. blood mm. from almost zero distance, just literally in cold blood. And um, so they were um, actually, um, um, the father was a native of India originally, uh, came from India. The two, the father and the son, buried yesterday together in Ashdod, one next to each other. Um, a very, very deep tragedy for that family. And, of course, um, our condolences do go out to to that family who have suffered immense tragedy. Um, there is, however, a, a, a deeper debate that we need to hold. And by the way, that wasn't the end of the story because there was another story, which is probably worth adding at this point, about an Israeli who somehow managed to find his way inadvertently into an Arab uh, an Arab village of Turmus Aya. And he um, was attacked by a crowd there. His car was set on fire. Um, reports suggest that there were other residents of the town who somehow helped him out of the car, managed to save him before the IDF security forces uh, came along and rescued him. So he was only lightly injured, fortunately. But also just another incident of Jewish Israelis being attacked when they really were just going about their daily business, not threatening anybody. Now, the issue with Huwara is that it's not the first time that we've suffered tragedies in Huwara. Uh, Israelis seem to want to go to Huwara for one reason or another, whether it be to wash your car or to have it repaired or to, to buy things, or indeed maybe even, um, as has been the case in the past, to stir up some trouble with some of the local residents. Um, and uh, unfortunately, not only has there been have there been Israelis who've been killed in Huwara, there have been quite a number of Palestinians as well who were killed um, at the hands of Jews and, and a lot of damage caused to property um, in the past due to revenge being taken out against attacks that have been carried out against Israelis. I don't understand why at this time Jewish Israelis would choose to go to Huwara with that background, mm, knowing mm, what we mm. know, and knowing the bizarre. fact that people have people have um, been killed there, knowing that it is a place which is dangerous and which has a lot of attention. I don't understand why people would choose to go there. I have little doubt that there must be a hundred other places where you could have your car washed or have your car repaired. Well, and I'm not quite sure why. Maybe it's worth why washing your car would. yourself. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's just uh, – it's – like, like it, it's not as though it's an unknown thing. Right, right. And, and more than that, I don't know why the security forces don't take action to prevent people from going to Huwara, knowing what we know now. Because the Israeli security does prohibit Israelis from traveling to certain areas because they know that it is potentially dangerous and it could potentially have 
force an activation of the IDF, which is not something that they would choose to do if they could avoid it. So I'm not quite sure why there isn't some sort of a ban, some sort of a prohibition on people going to Awara, given what we know now. Um, and it was very interesting that in the wake of that tragedy that was suffered in Huwara over the weekend, um, there was um, a very, very right-wing uh, member of Knesset, Limonson Harmelech, um, she represents the Otsma Yudit party, mm. and she came out saying that um, the IDF is showing preferential treatment to West Bank Palestinians over Israelis, and that is why Israelis are being killed, that, uh, in her words, um, the, the, the idea of central command head, and she really addressed this individually at Yehuda Fox, who's the head of the idea of central command. She said, he does not know how to distinguish between Jews and terrorists. He can't just discern between Jews who are rooted to the land and who are not ready to give up to terrorists and murderers. So she's really coming this, at this from a very right-wing position saying that Israelis should have the right to go to Huwara and they should be allowed to go there and they should be protected by the IDF if necessary while they go about their daily business. And she is calling for checkpoints to be set up and for more active um, policing by the IDF in that area um, rather than allowing so, things to go on at the moment because she's just suggesting that the IDF is really being more protective of the Palestinian residents of the area. And I think she's referring a lot to those revenge attacks that took place where the IDF actually came out and actually protected Palestinian uh, citizens who were under attack by Israelis at the time during right. those revenge attacks. So Huwara is definitely um, becoming a real point, a flashpoint, and a point of discussion and debate and lack of agreement over exactly what should be happening in Huwara. But my view is that people should kind of Avoid going to Hawaii. Yeah. So, 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 a couple of things, safe. though, um, on that. The the first thing is, is Anthony, is I remember in South Africa when carjackings and hijackings were all the rage. The we, South Africans spent a lot of time saying, "What he was? What car were they in? A BMW? What are they mad? You know, how could they be driving a BMW?" And to some extent, um, and I don't want to use the phrase "victim blaming" because it's 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 very sort of just catchy and it doesn't mean anything. But to some extent, I do think we need to be careful not to say, "Well, are they mad? What are they going there for?" Now, obviously, it's 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 if if it's a dangerous place to be, you shouldn't go there. But 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 I do think that we need to make sure that that we don't introspect too much on it. You know, Israeli shouldn't Jews shouldn't be murdered just because they're Jewish, and and it's really as, as simple simple as as that. So where you know I, I kind of agree with you, but I also I'm scared to agree with you. The other thing is I thought the I thought one of the main roads actually ran through Huwara. Uh, so there is, is there. I mean, I'm assuming there must be alternative routes then. There, there certainly are alternative routes, Howard, and, and, and what, what I would like to, to, I would like to agree with you. Um, what I should have said at the outset is there is nothing that can excuse, that can excuse murder in cold blood that happened over the weekend for no reason. These individuals, and there is CCTV footage which shows exactly what was going down. These two, the, 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 the father and son who were murdered in Huara, were not involved with anything, were not threatening anybody, were not doing anything that might have been perceived to be slightly out of the ordinary or threatening in any way, not mm -hmm. whatsoever. So there is absolutely no excuse. And unfortunately, that um, terrorist who carried out that killing 
has yet to be apprehended, but there is no excuse for that whatsoever. Of course, the, the debate that goes on is, and so does that mean that we need to avoid going there when actually we need to be strong? Do we want to show weakness or do we want to just show strength in the face of these violent actions? And therein lies, I think, the debate, because Huwara is an Arab village. We're not talking about the center of Jerusalem or the center of Tel Aviv. We're not talking about any mainstream area of Israel. We're talking about an Arab village. Admittedly, there is a main road that goes through there, and admittedly, there are many Jews who live in the local area and who go to Huwara and who might want to give business to the local Arab population to, to uh, create a, an economy uh, between the Jews and the Arabs of the area, and that's all welcome. Um, the problem is that, at least for now, it's not a safe place for people to go, yeah. and so we need to think about what the most sensible thing is to do. Do we want to just give up on it and say, well, it's not safe, and therefore yeah. we're afraid to go there? Do we want to be strong and potentially risk these kind of murders that we saw over the weekend? What is the right approach to this? Mm. Three four five one nine or oh six one eight nine five one oh one nine. Weigh in on this and uh, let me know what you think uh, about this. The uh, Gimpel asking: Is this uh, in Israel uh, or in uh, Judea and Samaria? Well, it's in Judea and Samaria, which is currently under the control of Israel. It's under and mm. it's under uh, administration by Israel. So again, you will all interpret that as you wish. Christian leaders have complained about discrimination against Christians in Israel. What are the specific complaints that have uh, given rise to the accusations? I find it interesting because Israel is probably, uh, certainly in the Middle East, one of the one of the areas where Christians are. Uh, most welcome and are certainly allowed to practice free of any discrimination. Yeah, so there have been a number of incidents in, in recent weeks and months which have been a little concerning about exactly how free um, Christians really are to practice their religion, particularly in a city like Tel Aviv, where we, uh, sorry, in a city like Jerusalem, where we see so many Christian um, clergy walking around in their various garb, many people who come there because of the holy city of Jerusalem, because of the Christian importance of the city of Jerusalem, the connections to Christ and so many churches and areas of Christian learning in Jerusalem. Whenever we go through the airport, we inevitably see monks and nuns and all kinds of religious people uh, flowing through, um, Christian religious people, and so this has become a thing. But just in recent weeks and months, there have been a number of reports. There was one report of um, a policeman asking a Christian priest not to wear his cross in Jerusalem while they were talking to each other, um, which was really got a lot of publicity about why it was that the policeman asked the the, the monk not to wear his cross. And the latest story involves an event that was due to have taken place uh, in Nazareth. Uh, it's called the Feast of the Transfiguration Celebration, which is an event that is held by the Orthodox Christian community. So it involves people particularly who come from Russia and Romania and Serbia and Greece and those countries who um, belong to the Orthodox Christian uh, faith, and they have this annual Feast of the Transfiguration uh, commemorating the occasion upon which Jesus was apparently transfigured. It was one of the most important events in the Orthodox calendar, 
And this year, for some reason, um, the fire department decided that this event could not go ahead because it was a fire risk. Now, um, the Christian uh, priests who were involved in, in arranging this were furious about this because they claimed that they had been in touch with the fire department ahead of time and everything was really uh, done within, with cooperation. And all of a sudden, at the last moment, the fire department decided that things were not um, up to scratch and many people who had traveled from abroad were not able to attend the event. Uh, and so this has created some a bad feeling between the authorities and the Christian community. Let's add to that the story that we discussed last week about the Stella Maris Monastery in Haifa, which has been under something of an attack from the Shuvu Banim Yeshiva mm-hmm. uh, crowd and um, lots and lots of publicity about that. And in general, priests and Christian clergy have said that in Jerusalem they could be um, – um, attacked or they could be spat upon or they could be uh, disrespected in the street by any passerby. Very, very often even um, Orthodox Jews who are walking past and who somehow uh, want to show disrespect to the Christian presence in Jerusalem. Apparently this is a thing and it's obviously quite concerning and I think that this is one of the reasons why President Isaac Herzog decided to visit the Stellamaris Monastery last week in Haifa as we reported in order for him to try to reinforce the fact that Israel is committed to allowing freedom of worship across all religious denominations. And, of course, the Christians Mm. and the various denominations of Christianity are very much part of the freedom of worship that the Israeli government and uh, represented by the president really adhere to or subscribe to. And and obviously just to remember that acts of of certain individuals um, appalling acts by certain individuals doesn't reflect necessarily the attitude of a government or state. What they're doing is actually counter to the um, counter to the attitude of of a government, which is, I guess, what they are trying to show with the the president's actions, uh, because uh, obviously it's it's uh, it's appalling and unacceptable, but it's it's obviously uh, doesn't necessarily reflect Israel's attitude. Um, it absolutely doesn't reflect Israel's attitude, but I think the, the counter to that is unless the authorities are willing to take mm. action mm. against these people who are behaving poorly and not uh, carrying out what the government's attitude and policy is, unfortunately it might be seen as being cooperation. And so I think that some sort of action really does need to, to take place. Absolutely right. Anthony Reich, thank you as always. It is 8.01. I'm Howard Feldman. We'll catch Anthony Reich tomorrow morning at 7.45. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com. Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова 